Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you this insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In the current episode we're going to focus on housing management. To do this I'm joined by Sheep Specialist Damien Costello, who discusses some of the key management issues we need to pay attention to over the coming weeks during the housing period. Damien also discusses the importance of feed management as well as ways to improve efficiency of the housing system on your farm. We're going to focus a bit on winter management in this podcast, specifically key management aspects of housing. To do this, I'm joined by Damien Costello, Chief Specialist. Damien, thanks for joining us. Thanks yourself, Kieran. Damien, look, winter management, housing is an important element for many flocks. A lot of flocks are in earlier this winter. Some will be housing the next couple of weeks that haven't already housed. What are the couple of key management issues we need to be careful of when we're talking about housing and sheep? Yeah, in terms of the housing itself, Kieran, I suppose the... The feed space would be obviously an important one that all yours must be able to comfortably concentrate at one time. Um, and they also need a constant uh, access to hay or silage or whatever roughage they're feeding. Um, there's also considerations in terms of lying space uh, requirements. Um, they need access obviously to clean, clean water supply at all times. Uh, the housing needs to be well ventilated. Look, there are other issues in terms of access for machinery and feeding and so on, uh, and the appropriate lighting and power availability, but those are the main ones, I yeah, suppose. All the practical things that will influence efficiency, I suppose, of the feeding system too, but maybe we'll, we'll tease some of them out a little bit. Space is probably the first one that will hit us when we're pinning up yours. Feed space in particular, we know it can be an issue, particularly in late pregnancy. What are the kind of key requirements for feed space? Yeah, well, again, as I as I said earlier, the it's important that all yours can can eat uh, concentrates uh, comfortably at one time, and the Department of Agriculture have guidelines are in their specifications on what uh, the feed space requirements are. So, if you take in terms of concentrate feeding, if we take the example of the the medium sized jaw, seventy to seventy five kilograms, uh, they require about five hundred millimeters per head of feed space. Um, it's also, I suppose, important to bear in mind, particularly with uh, twin and triplet bearing yours, as they come nearer to lambing, uh, they're getting that bit bulkier as well, so maybe the, there's need for extra space at that stage. That requirement could be a bit more than 500. It could uh, in, in, the, in the last few yeah. weeks of pregnancy. And like, that's for mealing. I suppose the other thing, in some of them pens, we often don't take account of the feed spaces. Not, it's particularly if you're using walkthroughs, we do lose area. In some feeding setups as well that's not taken into account well exactly in, in the case of the walkthrough trough we'll say at the corner where uh, there's, there's a and there's a corner there probably about 600 millimeters should be allowed where um the, the last jaw at the at the other side is, is more or less blanking off some of the, of the walkthrough trough so look at it's a worthwhile exercise um to do is to actually measure the length of the feeding the, the feeding uh, space and and do your calculation to see have you the appropriate amount of uh, yaws in that pen or looking at the other side um, is there enough of feed space for the number of yaws you have in the pen and making allowances as you said for the corners where, where that are blanked off and it's supposed to be fair going by eye at the moment look mid-pregnancy they're not going to be as big as they are in mid-pregnancy you need to give them a little bit extra need to give them a little bit extra and you'll, you'll avoid uh, you'll avoid issues uh, other other issues in late pregnancy such as you know prolapse between lamb disease and so on the guidelines are fairly close to the mark on that one in terms of roughage we don't quite need that level of feed space but 
they're still management issues around how we feed. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the guidelines would show that there's substantially less um, feed space needed for roughage. Uh, however, I think it's very important that they have constant access to that roughage, that you're not allowing it to run out and then give them a big feed. So um, from that point of view, maybe you, you need a good bit of, of, of feed space. Again, it's important that um, the oil will be selective in what you'll eat, so they'll be leaving certain uh, bits of the, the, the material behind. So we would say that you'd need to be cleaning out that stale material um, to, twice a week um, at least. And the other thing I suppose as well in terms of feeding management that you don't allocate too much so that you're not piling it in front of them and it can start to heat uh, and that kind of thing. So maybe daily allocations and making sure that if they're pushing it out from them that uh, it's it's kept it's kept up to them um, at all stages. You're trying to avoid spoilage. And again, your, your latter point there is relevant for those feeding hay Silage to an extent they don't push away as much. Exactly. Hay, particularly with hay, you'll find that uh, they'll tend to nose it away uh, from them and um, it, it needs uh, it needs to be pushed in maybe a couple of times a day. Um, silage, less of a problem, as you say. Look, I suppose, to be fair, most of the problem or most of the issue the limit factor is feeding space, but lane space is also very important. Yeah, well, again, the department uh, have, have similar guidelines on the floor space requirements. Again, going back to our 70 to 75 kilogram yo, um, if, the, if they're housed on slats, the guideline is that 1.1 meter squared uh, per head is the space uh, required. Uh, whereas it's slightly higher and, and bedded sheds, it's 1.2 metres squared. Obviously, if you're dealing with bigger frame jaws, um, 85 to 90 kilogram jaws, they require more line space, whereas smaller type uh, smaller type jaws will require a little less. The difference, look, you mentioned bedded sheds, I suppose ventilation was something that came up earlier too. For some producers facing into a longer winter, you know, the usage of bedding, well ventilated, a lot of these factors can influence how much straw you're going to use for the winter. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, there is other as health aspects, ventilation support for two, but it's just one that kind of jumps up. Absolutely. Um, you know, as with any livestock housing, um, a well ventilated shed is important, and I think. Um, a quick check anybody can do on their on their shed is if if you look at the underside of the roof, um, if there's if if it's if there's dust particles and so on um, sticking to the underside of the roof, it's probably a sign that there's some uh, ventilation is somewhat compromised really. And what's happening is that uh, there's some condensation due to poor ventilation on the underside of the roof, and that the dust particles that are in the air are are sticking to it really. But again, as you said, it's very important from a health point of view. Um, you know, it it supplies kind of oxygen rich air to the, to the building. It removes kind of gases and odors and any other bacteria and so on. And and for, and, and as you mentioned, it also uh, re- removes moisture from the air. So that is what has the big effect on your on your bedding. Like, uh, particularly in sheep, a lot of buildings are adapted to suit them. Sometimes I need to go back maybe and do small renovations or small adaptions to just address some of the issues. Well, absolutely, and even you know, from a, a, the, I suppose the basics of the ventilation is really that when there's like when there's sheep um, in the shed, they're producing a certain amount of heat. Um, warm air is rising, so that's where your outlet ventilation comes in. That um, this this warm air goes out through the roof, either through space sheeting or through the roof canopy, and this is replaced then by um, fresh air coming in, generally from the the long side of the building. Uh, maybe that kind of tease up. Look, ventilation is one part of reduce maybe overall straw usage, but it's important to still come out with enough of it. 
hygiene is another issue. Even in mid-pregnancy, it's important to keep the fleece clean, keep the pens clean, try and minimise the level of bacteria there. The importance of how do we address that, particularly for those who are going to be housing for a long period, keeping hygiene levels good, either on slats or on a straw environment, maybe straw first. Yeah, well, if you take the straw first, again, as you say, keeping 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 the, the, the underfoot conditions um, as dry as possible really is the aim. So that um, you're tapping up the <clears throat> you're tapping up the, the straw bed regularly. You're 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 keeping it monitored, as you mentioned earlier. There, if you feel um, that it's 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 difficult to keep the, the straw bed dry, uh, there may be is- issues with the ventilation, and as you said. It may be simple um, changes, like maybe uh, raising a couple of sheets on the roof to allow the the, the, the moist air to um, escape better, or you know some of those uh, simple enough uh, to do things can can help the situation. But it's important that you are um, using an adequate amount of straw so that, that you you're maintaining hygiene conditions. If you take the slat situation, I suppose um, in general. Um, the, 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 the big issue, I suppose, that arises with, with the slats is particularly with long chop silage where they tend to be pulling in um, a, a good bit of the silage and that can block the slats and you can even reach the situation where you have to wash you wash out the slats during the housing period. Um, you can, I suppose, keep an eye on that as well and maybe just to, to, to collect, um, you know, every day or every second day, maybe collect any... Uh, waste silage that has been pulled in and is in front of the slats before it gets to the stage of actually blocking the the, the slats. Just keeping an eye on the time every week. Absolutely, small, yeah. A small bit of tidying as you go every week. Exactly, keeping it keeping keeping it under control before it gets gets too bad. Just like a latter bit on hygiene, but particularly maybe more adaptable and important to keeping water clean during that period. And I'm thinking more whether there's batch drinkers and pens. Yeah. As opposed to smaller drinkers. Yeah. Sometimes take day off them might be a massive issue when they're on a lot of forage but when we introduce concentrate water requirement does become very important absolutely and you know as as you get through the the, the later stages of pregnancy and your your concentrate feeding level has has been stepped up a bit um i suppose water can become more critical at that stage um you know the the in the in the in the weeks before uh, lambing, uh, the oak can, can be consuming up to six liters per day of water and it's probably even more after lambing um the uh if 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 there's a lack of water or a lack of clean water i suppose more specifically um it suppresses appetite and that can cause its own problems so it's important not alone to have the trucks but to monitor them regularly to make sure that they haven't been soiled or that kind of thing and to to clean them out fairly regularly um again with higher litter sizes you, you also have a greater water requirement so it is important um you know from uh, from just from a nutrition point of view but also from a welfare point of view that fresh water is available to them at all times probably want to keep a tie hang on as after a frost if the water's not actually running in the mornings absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean you know you, you can have hard frost where the pipes are frozen and um, you're you're feeding high levels of concentrates at that stage so it's just one to keep an eye on David, we might just switch to another aspect of it. Look, we often don't consider the labour input that goes in around housing and feeding. Sometimes forget how easy it is when they're out in the field just eating grass here. But in terms of improving efficiency, a lot of these are existing mills. We're not talking new builds here, but we've often seen sheds and feeding systems that can be modified to leave it a bit easier. What are a couple of key things we should be maybe paying attention or investing in? Yeah, and as you say, for you know, for relatively small investment, the the, the, the 
I suppose, as, a, as we said at the outset, the, the objective should be really that, um, you know, that one person can feed the sheep um, without entering into the pen. Um, so I've seen cases where, for example, they invested in a few walk-through trucks or something like that, where it makes it, it allows you enough of feeding space. Very often in, in buildings um, that have been maybe converted or that kind of thing, you've lots you've lots of floor area, but where you may be limited is in terms of feed space. So introducing maybe a few new feed barriers or a few walk-through trucks can um, can. You know, it's worth considering in terms of making your sh- your shed more um, user friendly, if you like. And that you know, very often people have a, a limited amount of time to get these jobs done in, in on a on a sheep farm. So um, it's it's more efficient. Le- leave it as simple as leave possible. it as simple as possible. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking too. Look, it's coming up to scanning them too. Penning is obviously another big important issue. It is. Yeah. Some don't still have adequate penning, but it is important. We talk about winter feeding, large lambs high birth weights higher mortality maybe as a result absolutely it, you, sometimes we'd overlook what simple little management like increasing penning or having enough pen yeah pens available well, that's exactly it i mean as uh, what you're talking about there m- might be just simply putting in a few extra dividers so that you get a smaller groups of sheep and um, as you said you know what we'd be saying is that yours first and foremost must be grouped according to litter size so that single twins and triplets uh, are grouped separately and fed according to litter size the other thing uh, particularly where uh, farmers are particularly keen on uh, changing rattle colour fairly regularly you can also group them according to predicted lambing date based on the rattle colour so as you said you need a, no- a good number of pin divisions in order to achieve that I was thinking to even condition score would be another one they could nearly throw in that carry but ba- basically having enough of pins on the facilities there allows yeah. you to make them manageable well absolutely yeah and as, as you say on the condition score i mean it, it may be appropriate if you go through your your twin bearing yours and there's a number of them um in be, behind and and body condition they could be moved into one of the triplet pins in order to that they are on a, a slightly higher feeding regime to build body condition in the lead up to lemming okay Damon, i think we covered a lot of ground there we will catch up with you on a later podcast we'll talk a bit more about facilities at lamming and some of the key things we need to look for there it'll tie into this one nicely um, cover a lot of ground some very basic points we need to look at when we're talking about housing and some issues we might want to address Damien thanks for taking time join me thank you Kieran. we're going to wrap the episode up at this point I would like to thank Damien for taking the time out to join us and offering us his insights on some of the key management issues that can occur during the housing period he also offers some very practical tips that can be implemented on farm I think most will find very beneficial Again, don't forget to subscribe and tune in for future episodes. For all other updates on our sheep programme and for upcoming events, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chug Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for listening. Hope you join us again. Music